0: Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Chardell, will you please announce the first hymn?
1: Hymn number two. A glorious day is dawning, and o'er the waking earth, the heralds of the morning are springing into birth. In dark and hidden places there shines the blessed light, the beam of truth displaces the darkness of the night hymn number two
0: If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website and on the home page you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that and then look for the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so and you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is Let Your Light Shine. And the readings will now be given by Gary.
2: I will read from the Bible. Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness... John, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Matthew Now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness, shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ephesians. Be ye therefore followers of God, as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness, but rather reprove them. Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light, 2 Corinthians. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Light is a symbol of mind, of life, truth, and love, and not a vitalizing property of matter. Science reveals only one mind, and this one shining by its own light and governing the universe, including man, in perfect harmony. This mind forms ideas, its own images, subdivides and radiates their borrowed light, intelligence, and so explains the scripture phrase, whose seed is in itself, The Apostle says that the mission of Christ is to destroy the works of the devil. Truth destroys falsity and error, for light and darkness cannot dwell together. Light extinguishes the darkness, and the Scripture declares that there is no night there Christian science destroys material beliefs through the understanding of spirit, and the thoroughness of this work determines health. Erring human mind forces can work only evil under whatever name or pretense they are employed. For spirit and matter, good and evil Light and darkness cannot mingle. Jesus said, I am the way. Kindle the watchfires of unselfed love, and they throw a light upon the uncomplaining agony in the life of our Lord. They open the enigmatic seals of the angel, standing in the sun, A glorified spiritual idea of the ever-present God. In whom there is no darkness, but all is light, and man's immortal being. Jesus said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Many sleep who should keep themselves awake and waken the world earth's actors change earth's scenes and the curtain of human life should be lifted on reality on that which outweighs time on duty done and life perfected wherein joy is real and fadeless jesus definition of devil Evil explains evil. It shows that evil is both liar and lie, a delusion and illusion. Knowing that evil is a lie, and as the scripture declares, brought sin, sickness, and death into the world, Jesus treated the lie summarily. He denied it. Cast it out of mortal mind, and thus healed sickness and sin. His treatment of evil and disease, science will restore and establish. First, because it was more effectual than all other means, and second, because evil and disease will never disappear in any other way. Jesus gave his disciples, students, power over all manner of diseases. And the Bible was written in order that all peoples in all ages should have the same opportunity to become students of the Christ, truth, and thus become God endued with power knowledge of divine law, and with signs following. Jesus declared that his teaching and practice would remain, even as it did, for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Children of light, you are not children of darkness. Let your light shine. Keep in mind the foundations of Christian science, one God and one Christ. Keep personality out of sight, and Christ's blessed are ye will seal your apostleship. Immortal courage fills the human breast and lights the living way of life. Christian science is dawning upon a material age. The great spiritual facts of being, like rays of light, shine in the darkness. Though the darkness, comprehending them not, may deny their reality. The proof that the system stated in this book is Christianly scientific resides in the good this system accomplishes, for it cures on a divine demonstrable principle, which all may understand. May the divine light of Christian science that lighteth every enlightened thought Illumine your faith and understanding. Exclude all darkness or doubt. And signal the perfect path wherein to walk. The perfect principle whereby to demonstrate the perfect man and the perfect law of God. Love is not puffed up and the meek and loving God anoints and appoints to lead the line of mankind's triumphal march out of the wilderness, out of darkness into light.
0: We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. and forgive us our deaths as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory
3: for ever.
0: Carol, will you please announce the next hymn?
4: Hymn number 172. Lift up thy light, O man, arise and shine. Steadfast while loud the storms of life assail. Immortal ray of that great light divine, gainst whose all power no tempest shall prevail. Hymn number 172.
0: Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 20, October 13th, 2021. Welcome one and all. We actually have quite an amazing outreach from our church. Uh, primarily it's through our various websites many of whom are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's word reaches people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. We'd like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. And all of it is free of charge. And it comes with the love of this church. And as a result, many people have been healed. We hear about it. Many people have found that their lives have been made better. People have found hope, encouragement, and love. And we're thankful that it is so. I'd like to point out in our English website, on our home page we have an item called noteworthy news and recently a new item has been added to that uh, noteworthy news it is definitely worth checking out it is actually um, touches the heart shall I say make sure you read it and also I would like to point out that we have so much else, especially through our YouTube channel. You know, there are readings of articles, readings of books. You can find recordings from our services, our roundtables and Bible studies. There's music to listen to. And there's uh, specific articles that are very, been featured from time to time. And I'm sure I could go on and say much more about our website. Check it out and uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock and we have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school uh, has a teleconference number of its own. And indeed, many of the students attend our Sunday school by telephone. Your child can as well. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would like to warmly welcome your child there. One more uh, announcement before we go on. Our full-text lesson sermon for the month of November has been printed, published, published, and recently was mailed out to subscribers. I think many of you may have received it already. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled, Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul, Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. However, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up, so please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Ron, North <clears throat> Ron from North Carolina,
5: go ahead. Thank you. Reaching for the ripe fig from our tree, I was unaware of the bee that was perched on the backside of this fruit. His sharp presence was felt immediately as I pulled the fig off the branch. Realizing what had just happened, my thoughts turned to spiritual truths learned in Christian science. All God's creatures, big and small, express life. God is life, and there can be no discordant condition transmitted from one expression of life to another. This is a scientific impossibility when affirming God's allness and goodness. There is absolutely no room for an errant thought to exert any negative limitation. It also occurred to me that the only reason for my entertaining this experience was to grow in my understanding of this eternal God-given science, and to express gratitude for such an opportunity to come my way. And this included gratitude for the fig. It was delicious. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Sharon.
6: I have a relative that has distanced herself from me and my family. At the Sunday round table, a member told of a similar situation that she had, and she prayed that their eyes would be opened to the good they were missing, and the situation was healed. Immediately, I started praying that my family members' eyes would be opened. As I continued to pray, I was reminded of a lesson we were taught in this church by a teacher. We were told to see our family sitting in the pews at church. I did this for many months because my family did not come to church. One Saturday my mother called and asked if she could go to church with me on Sunday. Of course I said yes and she came. Soon after she became a member of the church and spent many years serving God and attending the services. My prayers were answered. I am grateful that when we turn to God, an answer is provided. There never is a hopeless situation, because with God, all things are possible and will be healed at the right time, including this situation. Thank God for Mrs. Eddy, this science, the teaching in this church, and for practitioner support. And thank you for the uplifting readings tonight.
0: Thank you. Nancy. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead.
7: Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude for the service this evening, the music, and for the beautiful readings on Let Your Light Shine. I've always loved the word light. I looked up the definition of light in the 1828 dictionary, and there were so many beautiful definitions, but just to name a few, I found light, the flood of luminous rays, illumination of mind, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, joy, comfort, and in scripture, Christ, God, the source of knowledge. As found in John 1, 4, God is light. Thinking about these definitions, I naturally thought of this church, which to me is a beacon of light and embodies all of those definitions. I'm so very grateful for the light that radiates from all that is given to us in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I'm grateful for the websites, the roundtables, Bible studies, and church services. For the pure light of truth and love that radiates from our practitioners through their prayerful support, teaching, and instructions; For the light that radiates from our watches going out and blessing mankind in the world. And for the light that shines forth in the brotherly love expressed by the members of this church. I'm very grateful for my practitioners' strong support and for the bright and radiant light of Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science that is taught here, that does bring us flood tides of those luminous rays of truth, the Word of God, illuminating our thinking, bringing us knowledge, wisdom, understanding, joy, comfort, blessings, and healings. I'm so very grateful to God and for Christ Jesus and for Mary Baker Eddy for the great light of truth, that lights our pathway up to God, and I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Jeremy.
8: Thank you very much for tonight's meeting. I'm very grateful to be here. On page 412 of Science and Health, Mary Baker Eddy wrote, quote, the power of Christian science and divine love is omnipotent. It is indeed adequate to unclasp the hold and to destroy disease, sin, and death. End quote. My practitioner has given me this statement to work with for my children and for children everywhere to know that through Christian science, God is unclasping the hold of every ungodly claim these kids encounter and it has occurred to me more and more just how many different claims are attempting to lay hold on young people. Feels like the internet has allowed us all to be exposed to so many agendas and opinions of the human mind. On top of the emotional and social holds that I dealt with through family and school back in the pre-internet days I've witnessed my children be bombarded by imagery that tries to normalize violence and sexuality and beliefs such as identity politics, the thought that hard work is designed to hold, hold you back, that the medical establishment is your friend, or that getting supported by the government is, is a desirable thing. This list isn't even close to being everything our kids encounter, I'm sure. My gratitude tonight is for how Christian science and practitioner support have shown me that all of this noise of the human mind cannot change who God created these kids to be and that they are the children of truth life and love our father mother God has a place and purpose for each of them and each of us they may need to face a time of being deeply but rightfully unfulfilled by a human experience but when they are truly ready God will pull them close and show them the better way as he did with me I'm so thankful to have this science And to know this truth works for me and everyone. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogene in Australia. Thank you.
9: I would like to offer my great thanks to Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I have received many blessings through Christian Science and many blessings since joining Plainfield Independent. I'm truly honoured to be a member of this church and I'm learning so much through our wonderful practitioners, readers and members. I want to thank my Plainfield practitioner for all her love, for her care, her instruction and insight in the holy work that she shares. One particular incident comes to mind. I was involved in an accident a few weeks ago, resulting in some serious injuries. I prayed, Father, deliver me, and immediately felt totally wrapped in God's love, his all-encompassing care, calming and embracing me, and that beautiful statement of Mrs. Eddy's came to mind when she wrote, Our disappointments and ceaseless woes turn us like tired children to the arms of divine love. In this experience, I witnessed the arms of divine love dissolving pain, dissolving fear, comforting me, and the thought came that body was simply clay for God to fashion to perfection. The attending paramedics told me of the need to medicate and that I would most probably require immediate surgery that evening. I refused both because I could understand in that moment the great importance of maintaining my thought and aligning it to the Christ. Waiting in the ER, I worked with a Plainfield Unity watch which included the statement by Mrs. Eddy, Quote, Remember, as truth progresses, error grows more subtle and aggressive, but it does not become something. It always remains an illusion and is always met and destroyed with the understanding that divine love is the only power. Well... God carried me through that experience, showing me in the most remarkable way that divine love is indeed the only power. I felt no pain. I felt no fear. And the x-rays confirmed that what was thought to have been a serious injury simply was not, and there was no surgery required. As I left the ER later that night, I came across the paramedics who had attended, and they were overjoyed and amazed to see me walking, speaking, and being discharged only a few hours later with nothing but a small brace. So I give great thanks to my wonderful Plainfield practitioner for her holy work and prayer for this healing through Christian science. And I give great thanks to the inspired readers here. We have such wonderful readers at Plainfield. Thank you. Thank you to the loving members here. Thank you to the watchers who are keeping the world upheld in prayer. We are his children and the sheep of his pasture. We are delivered. My heartfelt thanks and love to God, to Mrs. Eddie, and to all at Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Linda.
10: Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for the weekly roundtable discussions that offer practical instruction from Science and Health, the Bible, prose works by Mary Baker Eddy, and early workers. This last Sunday, the Bible lesson that week was about children and how important it is to keep their minds pure and free from the influences of the world. And filled with God's word that will keep them healthy and happy we were encouraged to pray more assiduously for the children their health safety schooling and spiritual education we are blessed to have a recent love as a liberator with the topic of only good is contagious which is full of proof of God's protective power that can be experienced by all In one of the articles called Conquering Contagion by W. Stuart Booth, it said, The alert, unselfish, Christian scientist scientifically clears his own thought of fear and disturbing mental pictures by pouring in the truth about God and man, and he acknowledges gratefully that God's protecting law is irresistibly operative for all. End quote. The author later on quotes something by Mrs. Eddy from Miscellany that said, quote, at a time of contagious disease, Christian scientists endeavor to rise in consciousness to the true sense of the omnipotence of life, truth, and love, and this great fact in Christian science realized will stop a contagion, end quote. This is a beautiful promise if we do our part. Recently I found a need to pray about visions of past experiences regarding childhood contagion I had witnessed and I was doing this to make sure that I was clear myself about God's all power over all human conditions. So for every disturbing mental picture I started pouring in the truth about God and man. I countered with the great facts of Christian science, which I have seen proven over and over for the last seven years that I have been attending the Plainfield Church. When I first started working with a Plainfield practitioner, I was still working with young children in a school setting. At the time, I worked with a population that was considered to be more vulnerable to diseases, but this was proven to be powerless before righteous prayer. During these years and seasons, my Plainfield practitioner would teach me how to pray about my work, how to view these children created by God, and to bring a healing atmosphere through the understanding of Christian science. So I started a mental list of all the proofs uh, that I saw over these years, and the more this list grew, the more fortified I was feeling. Yearly epidemics, considered highly contagious, were prevented or stopped before they spread, such as strep throat, coughs, lice, flu, colds, stomach viruses. Even disruptive behavior that often was contagious was stopped. The room that I spent in, the staff was healthier, and I did not have to take sick days off like I did in the past. Not only was the area I worked in blessed by the prayers of the practitioner, but the whole school itself was benefited. The last year I was there was one of the healthiest I remember of the 13 years that I worked there, and actually over decades of working with children. All that, was, all that was only because of the change of my thought in the prayers of the practitioner. With this new understanding of God, I was committing myself to memorizing the 91st Psalm and taking citations each week with me daily from our Bible lesson and carrying them in my pocket to read during the day. The most important thing that I learned was that we must stop attaching these labels to our children. It is not them but our incorrect thought about the children. We must see them as they are created by God, as channels for good, created pure, strong, healthy, happy, free. I am so grateful for that time that I had learning about God and His creation and the power of Christian science. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus, our way shower, and Mary Baker Eddy's teachings, as how the science of Christ, uh, teaching us the science of the Christ and how Jesus healed. And I'm very grateful for this church for carrying on the cause of Christian science. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Now, this is Bruce. I wanted to say how thankful I am for the readings tonight. It brings back one very fond memory of mine. Uh, A number of years ago, when our grandchildren were quite young, they would come to our house, and I would read to them from a book that told Bible stories in poetic format. And the very first one starts, The earth was once as dark as night, but then God said, let there be light. And both of the grandkids were so happy to hear. And then God said, let there be light. They they were just so happy to hear that. I don't know what it meant to them, but my feeling was that they felt in their heart that it was a basic statement that was just good and pure and something that they would naturally be attracted to. And keeping that in my mind, it makes me so happy to hear as well that God did say, let there be light. I had one experience many years ago when I was attending college. I was taking this class and... um, In this class, you could go in and take the test whenever you felt you were ready. So I did my reading and my studying and my studying, and I thought I was all set. I went in to take the test, and I picked it up and started reading through the questions, and I could not answer one of them. And I said, now this is just ridiculous. I turned that test, turned it upside down, and I just took a moment. And then what came to me was a short little squib from Christian our textbook, Science and Health, that said, It is unnecessary to resort to aught but mind. And this is mind with a capital M. And at that time, I did know enough to m- know that that meant God. You know, I didn't have to resort on all of my preparation or any intellectual process But there was one thing that I could resort to, and that was the divine mind who was God. And when I thought of that, it took away all the tension of taking a test. In fact, I didn't even care if I passed or failed. And all of a sudden, I felt this light of joy come across me as well. Can't tell you how much better I felt. Well, with that, I turned the test back over again and started reading the questions, and Then I could start answering them. And I started answering the questions on that test, and I did pass. I'm very grateful for this experience because it meant a lot to me. One of the things it meant was, no matter where I am, God is with me. And it also gave me the lesson to uh, ask myself, to what extent am I actually giving God my attention and uh, listening to him? And, obviously, when I do, things go well, as it did with this test. The light of answering the questions came to me when I turned to God. I'm so thankful for this experience. Shardell.
1: Good evening to all. Tonight, I would like to offer my gratitude for an instantaneous healing I had many years ago. It was probably 2013 or 14. I don't remember if I gave a testimony at that time. I found a few things in Science and Health where Mrs. Eddy talks about such healings. One is from page 411, quote, If Spirit or the power of Divine Love bear witness to the truth, this is the ultimatum the scientific way, and the healing is instantaneous." End quote. Mrs. Eddy also talked about instantaneous healings with regard to the Lord's Prayer, which you can find on page 16 in Science and Health. One afternoon, after regular calling hours for my practitioner, I experienced acute pain and discomfort that came on very quickly. I was alarmed and couldn't seem to be able to calm down. When I called the practitioner, she answered immediately. And when I explained my situation, I was healed instantly. I am sorry that I do not remember exactly what she said to me, but her understanding of divine love had an immediate effect on my expected moment. I was and am ever very grateful for this beautiful healing. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Lil.
11: Thank you for the wonderful readings and the beautiful music. Yesterday I had such a proof that God is always beating our every need exactly. I was reviewing some papers that I have been receiving from my financial advisor. I will soon be required to transfer some money between a couple of accounts. Shortly after I started to review, my phone rang, and the caller ID showed my advisor's phone number. What a timing! It was his secretary, calling about making an appointment to work out exactly what I was reviewing. I was going to call them soon about this matter. God was guiding it all. It turned out that I didn't have to go to their office to settle at all. That she could do it over the phone, as she has access to all the accounts involved. What a proof of God's ever-present guidance in all things. What a great working out. God is always guarding and guiding every part of our lives perfectly. Thank you, God.
0: Thank you. (coughs) Carol.
4: We've recently been doing some uh, work in um, Peter V. Ross's book, Leaves of Healing. And I love how often he says in it, tell yourselves these truths. Talk these truths to yourself during the day. I that is so helpful. I remember a long time ago I used to get headaches very often. And I would go, Oh my head hurts, oh my goodness. Well, I was pushing it down into my being. Instead of denying it, instead of saying, you know, that God God never sent this and I don't have to have it. Um, I was convincing myself that I had a headache and how awful it was. And uh, this is so helpful. Um, Anytime, if I feel tired or whatever, uh, I can, now I rise up and I say, no, God is my strength. I am not tired. You're tired. I'm not tired. (laughs) And I learned that from our practitioner, Mrs. Evans, too. And... uh, It's so helpful to just handle it right away, send it back, don't accept it, and talk to yourself only the truth, not the error. I'm so grateful for all that I've learned and continue to learn here in this church, and very grateful for those readings tonight. Thank you so much. They were so good and uplifting. Thank you.
0: Thank you. jim from arizona go ahead
5: recently my computer crashed and i was able to get some help today and i have it reasonably well uh, operating now i am very very grateful thank you
0: thank you Florence. florence from georgia go ahead
12: thank you Thank you for the beautiful readings, Gary, tonight. I'm so pleased with that subject of letting our light shine. And I realize we read recently or was recently commented that selfishness will not allow the light to shine. And if we are not meek, the light won't shine either. Because the light does not belong to us. The light is the Christ light that comes through when our thought is aligned with all his truthful messages, right now though we have to wear the masks in many places, it's so beautiful to see that someone is feeling one's thought. I see that in the in the grocery store that I go to. it's so nice you don't see the teeth or anything, but the eyes connect, and somehow you you see that somebody is feeling. The, the light shining. And it is all our duty, isn't it? Because God, it's, it, that's how Jesus lived. Wherever he went, he left, and that place was never the same. And I, I just pray that we are all also in tune with not thinking just about ourselves when we go outside, but rather let our light shine, that people feel our thought the right thought, the God thought, and that wherever we send in our thoughts to, our love, that it's felt also. And the light of God is shining everywhere, and it's felt by all mankind. I'm so grateful to be learning all these things because as a previous testifier said, often before, I would just be so consumed with my own problems. And and therefore, when the shadows of our problems block our light, people don't feel it. People don't feel this great light that is relieving them. Sometimes it's just a smile that might help someone, and all that counts. And it it will count only if we are are not thinking, not focused on our problems, and we are letting the truth that God's presence omnipotence is everywhere and it's shining for all mankind i'm grateful to learn this grateful for christ jesus's example mrs eddie all the early workers and everyone that has written something that has touched us all grateful to be here tonight grateful for the music and the hymns and the readings i'm grateful to be here thank you very much
0: Thank you. Mary.
13: Good evening, everyone. Um, I'll start tonight with our church website bulletin board submissions, the the first from Pennsylvania. Thanks to all for so much love during this past October 10th roundtable. And then England agreed. What a wonderful roundtable. Love the story of the persistence and eventual healing after someone who had been plagued with pain for 35 years. How well it followed the testimony meeting from Wednesday on persistence. Truly inspirational. And then Ohio. Yes, wonderful. So inspirational. I'm so grateful for all that the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent provides for all including the roundtables, services, and the wealth of information on the website. Thank you. And then California. I came across a poem written in 1889 by an unknown author and wanted to share. To me, this is the practice of Christian science and the testimonies I hear each week at the Plainfield Wednesday evening services, attesting attest to it being a cornerstone of this church, love. And the poem is, What Can I Do Today? What can I do today? Not praise to win, or glory to attain, nor gold, or ease, or power, or love to gain, but to impart joy to some stricken heart, to send a heaven-born ray of hope some soul to cheer to lift some weighing doubt, to lull some pain bring to the fold again some lamb astray, to brighten life for someone now and here this let me do today and then this from Missouri um, stated at a round table This is a very important point in Christian science. When you are seeing God as God sees, which was what the watching point was about that day, you will also feel what is not right. It was Jesus Christliness that enabled him to detect an error and also to cast it out. On the heels of the October 3rd roundtable's discussion, Of Jesus rebuking the scribes and the Pharisees because he loved and was trying to help them, and the Wednesday night readings about the necessity of exposing evil, I found these two revelant quotes from Mrs. Eddy and from the artist who painted her poem, Christ and Christmas, James F. Gilman. And it's a quote. Oh, you don't know what burdens I have borne through the necessity I have felt for rebuking students, but who could not receive my rebuke is coming from true love for them. This is the great test of the true student. If they are found unwilling to bear this test, they are not worthy to be found in this work. It is the resentment that rebuke uncovers or excites that makes up the burden. The terrible burden, and I have had and still have to bear in this pioneer work of Christian science. And that was Mary Baker Eddy. And then also, another quote Mrs. Eddy was so sensitive to ERA's work, she was feeling it, although its outward form was not in evidence to corroborate it. Her spiritual sensitivity to mental states of consciousness whereby the measure of the personal and material in the thought of those with whom Mrs. Eddy is with is unmistakably manifest to her. This causes her at once to feel and know that the ideal of God's goodness is being violated. This material thought is felt as very offensive to her pure sense of spirit, and therefore, as in um, Mr. Gilman's case, Demanded the rebuke that that cured it. End of the quote. And then from Pennsylvania, we cannot possibly appreciate Mrs. Eddy too much. Today, I'm especially grateful for the article taking offense from Miscellaneous Writings. What a treasure trove for everyday living. And then California, for me also. There seems to always be a hunger within me to read whatever I can find on Mrs. Eddy's life and teachings. It's all about learning directly from her. And then I have a couple of testimonies. The first is Hawaii. Aloha. Thank you all for another wonderful roundtable discussion on October 3rd. Who is telling of the foe and ambush? They are the nuts and bolts of my week's study. At times, uncomfortable to hear, and then I know it is mortal mind trying to pry me away from the truth. I was taken with the comments about, pers- about not personalizing error and also thinking that in this same vein, we should not personalize healing. For too long, I rested my laurels on the remarkable healing I had as a child. I was personalizing this experience and always looking for a similar experience and this prevented me from accepting new forms and ideas that are that are the essence of God's plan and unfoldment. Who am I to be telling God how I how he needs to come to me? I realized that it was imperative for me to let go of the past, whether good or bad, and stay open to his direction. Grand and multitudinous in form and scale. I was regurgitating old events and attempting to place them into current situations. Old wine into new bottles. If you look up the word regurgitate, it means repeat information without analyzing or comprehending it. How foolish of of me to think that sheer reposition, regurgitation, will bring forward about a healing. Thank you so much on shedding a strong light on mortal error which truly comes to sh- as sheep's closings and while, while one is asleep. A good lesson to stay awake and watch always with warmest regards. And then the last from Virginia. I cannot begin to express enough gratitude to Mrs. Eddy and to our church's website Especially the audio section, uh, the beautiful readings on the audio have been so helpful. One in particular was the reading of "Body" by Mrs. Eddy, written by Mrs. Eddy. I have listened to it every day for several months now, and each time I get some clear and new thought from from which it is helping me on my work in my work. It is becoming so clear to me the truth about body and to expect healing from this clear and more receptive way of thinking. I have, I have expressed gratitude to God over and over for this stepping stone up to him and away from matter. Much and much love and gratitude to you all for your health, heartfelt and dedicated work. Thank you for the beautiful readings about light tonight. I've mentioned this before, but I, I will never forget the first time I called a practitioner in this church, and I had been in a very bad place, depressed and ill and uh, fearful. And the first time I heard her voice, it was such a bright light, that's the only way I can explain it. it and I just felt like it was shining forth shining to all the recesses in my thought, in my body, going to those dark corners and shedding great light on it. It was truly healing. I had never experienced anything quite like that before. And I remember even at that time, my mother was around and she said how my whole countenance, everything about me changed after that one phone call. Now, after that, I did have to learn how to express that light myself, what it was to understand the light of God and how it does heal. I had to, and still am, having to walk every step of the way. Uh, I'm grateful there's a beautiful article on our website attributed to Mrs. Eddy entitled Radiation versus Absorption. And that article speaks about the importance to radiate God's love. Wherever we go, to shine it forth, to help heal. And if we're not doing that, we're just absorbing. We're absorbing all the thoughts of mortal mind. Show how much, how important it is that we radiate God's light. So very, very important lessons that have certainly helped me immeasurably in my growth in science. I'm so very grateful to be here tonight for the beautiful music. All of those who testified tonight thank you and thank you again for the readings and everyone have a good night
0: thank you to close our meeting tonight linda will you please announce the last hymn
10: hymn number 82 i'll read the third verse march me forth in the strength of god with the banner of christ unfurled that the light of the glorious gospel of truth may shine throughout the world. Fight we the fight with sorrow and sin to set the cap- their captives free, that the earth may be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. In number 82.